This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yeah, so I guess that's where it is. Three days of no smoking. Um, I guess I've been more stressed out the last couple of days. I feel a lot better today. And uh, look, three days of a little bit more stress, something that's so unfamiliar to my body. And I got a cold sore. Like, I don't even get it. I looked up a YouTube video. It's like herpes. Like, I've had sex in a long time. Yo, I don't got herpes. <laughs> yeah, I never know, man. Maybe it's uh, maybe there's a ghost that's fucking around with you. Right? In bed, just fucking me. <laughs> yeah, sitting on your face in the nighttime. Oh, no. So I'm trying to get rid of this. I got some Abreva. But I think the main thing is... Uh, I think it's a sign, you know, I look at this cold sore, a.k.a. the sign of herpes, and I tell myself that I can't be going a week without walking my dog. I can't be going like 10 days plus without reading, you know, I got to take care of myself. And those are the things I like to do. And uh, again, the stress just came out of nowhere. I'll tell you more about the stress uh, after uh, after we record some episodes. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I was uh, going to say, what's the cause of all your stress here? Like, that sounded to me like you went to Brown Lake on the weekend. You had a great time. Like, life was just good. Life should be good. But fuck, I got this cold sore now, you know? Every time I, I think about starting the uh, the Tinder debut, here goes uh-huh. uh, something getting in the way. So um, I guess that's what it is, too, right? I, I think that I think it's somebody or the universe giving me a sign. Again, the other day I was going to start a Tinder account. Big fat pimple right here, right? Right here. Yeah, remember that. Now, yeah, my, yeah. now my skin just glowing these days, and I'm thinking, okay, it's time. It's time to get back in that pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, now we got this cold sore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's a sign that you got to wait a little bit longer, man. Maybe, there's uh, no... maybe that day you were just destined to be with a girl that was not going to be a good time, you know? No, 100%. And I can't believe If you're a fetus, you'd believe that way. I can't believe it. It wasn't even there yesterday. So it's like, how does it, how does that happen? I woke up with that. I'm like, so what the fuck, yo? <laughs> I think it happened, yo. I think I got fucked <laughs> by a ghost. I, got I think fucked you got by face a ghost. fucked by a ghost. I got face fucked by a ghost. <laughs> and now I have herpes on my lip. Well, I mean, there's uh, that's something you have in common with the Canucks. I mean, you're getting Whoa. face fucked by a ghost. The Canucks are getting Whoa. face fucked by the league right now. Man. Unbelievable. Face fucked. Is that a bad thing? Uh, it depends on your point of view. Depends if you want to be face fucked or not. I would exactly, imagine not exactly. everybody okay. wants to be face fucked. The, the, the Canucks are just getting absolutely just mishandled, mishandled by a, a professional sporting league in North America. And yeah, 19 games in 31 days. The team, obviously, well, let's be honest, let's be real. They don't want to play. <laughs> they don't want to play. And yeah. I was on that boat. You know, I was on that boat for quite some time, right? I said, hey, Maybe it's not logical for them to play, but I do believe there's a chance that these athletes, these professional athletes, want to get back on the ice and want to play because it's in their fucking blood. It's in their in their makeup as human beings. But after seeing what JT Miller said today and Tanner Pearson, 
yeah, they, they know that there, there really is no point in this. Is that what I'm trying to say? I mean, I guess there's a point, again, that integrity of the game and competitive nature, but this shouldn't be happening in 2021 when the team, yes, the team is out of it. These games are meaningless. Meaningless. Unbelievable. It makes it makes zero sense, and I can't wait to hear what the other players say because, honestly, what's happened so far, you know, the league's a little money-hungry. They're losing money. They want to push this forward. It sounds like the Canucks ownerships had done them no favors either. I mean, that's why – I don't know if you've read Bill Daly's comments from today, but that's why his comments were so interesting. I heard the twisted yeah. arm, fucking the Olympic reference. Yo, Bill Daly. Bill Daly, okay, when the when the NHL enters an, an Olympic season, right, and you got to squish up the schedule and all your teams have to play a little bit more often, they're not dealing with the fucking pandemic. You know what I'm saying? There's no COVID-19 going around. This is completely, completely different. And, you know, I listen to a lot of, I've said it many times, I've listened to a lot of basketball podcasts, right, for whatever reason. I don't even know the last time I watched a full basketball game. But, hey, long-time Brooklyn Nets fan, okay? We getting that Larry O'Brien this year. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be real, okay? Have you, but, have you watched the full game yet, though? Have you watched okay, the full game yet? I haven't yet? watched the full game yet. Oh, but I do, on. again, I do follow the league. I, I say it. I follow the league. And there's been players across the NBA that have had COVID and that have played pretty much after that two-week protocol. And I'm pretty sure you could say the same about some NHL players, too, if you interviewed them. They're not the same. They're not feeling the same. We're talking about what? COVID-19 goes right after the lungs, right? And this team, and we're not talking about five players here, six players. We talked about what? 20. I can't believe it. 20 plus, and this team is going to have to get on the ice and play 19 games in 31 days. What JT Miller said today is I don't even think it's sure you can call it brave or whatever. It's just right. It's just right. Yeah. It's right. It was it was eye opening to actually hear it, though for the first time because you kind of got the subdued version from Tanner Pearson on Monday saying you know I, I haven't gone through it but it sounded scary and he's kind of dropping these warning signs and then you hear what J T Miller said today and you know thinking about him being in quarantine for fifty days this year mm-hmm. you know it's like the guy spent like a third of the damn year in quarantine. Yeah, and just again, hearing about wow. what the rest of the players are going through, and some players not being able to get upstairs and everything—it's a fucked up situation. And, and here's the other thing, Kyle, because not only is this, from what I've read, from what I've gone into, the worst COVID outbreak in sports this year. In, in terms sports, of how many people and how many people actually got affected? You know, it's making international news now. I know Rob Williams of the Daily Hive pointed out that Al Jazeera is doing a story on it. No way. Uh, but, no way. Yeah. No way. So it, is getting, is it is getting around the world now. It is getting around the world, uh, what the Canucks are going through and how fucked up it is. But one thing I got to add to that is of any sport to come back at, hockey's got to be one of the most grueling because look at the schedule the Canucks are playing. Like, not only is this a balls-to-the-wall sport where you're skating around the ice, throwing bodies. It's a very physical physical sport, demanding sport yes. that way. Yes. And now these guys got to come back and, and, yes. and try to play 19 games yes. in 31 days. And fuck Bill Daly, too, for saying that. This game is similar to a compressed Olympic schedule. No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. <laughs> no yeah. one's played 19 games in 31 days. Dude. Especially after going through something like this that fucks with your body. It yes, makes, it 100%. Makes no 100%, dude. And uh, I don't know. Maybe the league's running out of so much money they couldn't hire those schedule makers again to work a little double. Yo, I don't buy that double for time. a fucking No, it's, it's all either, bullshit. Man. It's all bullshit. They're just, they're, just, they're just dumb, dude. This is the NHL we're talking about. Again, again, right? 
We're talking about a very competitive sport, okay? We're talking about professional ice hockey, the NHL, right? Max Kellerman calling this the fifth or sixth biggest league in North America. I'm going to say it's the fourth still, okay? Okay, we're talking about that league, that league. Woo! The game of hockey itself, right? Have you ever played hockey on the ice? Okay, we're not talking about no no contact hockey. We're talking about the NHL, the NHL. Hit after hit after hit. You got to skate. You got to skate fast. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're chasing around a damn rubber puck. It's a hard game to play. And yeah, we're talking about COVID-19. COVID-19. Respiratory system damage. And this team is being forced to play meaningless hockey games. Okay, meaningless hockey games. They would be a little bit meaningful if, again, these players wanted to come back on the ice. Because, hey, again, they're different types of human beings. They're professional athletes. This is in their fucking makeup. But they don't even want to be there. And when a guy like JT Miller speaks up, I'm pretty sure that dude has a good grip on the room. Yeah, these guys are talking yeah. every day. There's, there's yeah. no chance that the players didn't know that this was coming from JT Miller before he said it. Yeah. I'm sure JT Miller said, look, look, I'm going to go off. I'm going to stand up for you guys because it seems like that's what he's done since he joined the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. In terms of getting in front of the media and just telling it like it is. And yeah, I think to just, today was incredibly telling, you know, and I, I just hope everyone's fucking listening, you know, around the NHL with the NHLPA who have also stayed silent through this. Because really, it's been left in the hands of the players to speak up. Like, that's why it's going to be so fascinating to hear from some of the guys that actually had COVID-19 as well. Because the league's basically saying, people are blaming the league, obviously. They made the schedule. And the and Daly's basically go back and saying that, oh, it's all in conjunction. Like, basically, why are you looking at me? Go look at the Canucks. You know, they agreed to this too. They're fine with it. I mean, that's got to be coming from Francesco Aquilini. And, and by the way, don't feel sorry for the Aquilinis. The Aquilinis... You know, they're worth over $3 billion as of, you know, a couple of years ago. So I don't think they're hurting the cash too much. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just, it just makes no sense. So again, it's, it's up to the players just, just to speak out and, and say their side because their owner isn't helping them out and the league isn't helping them out either. Do you think there's a chance by Friday if... Uh, yeah, do you think there's a chance by Friday that these games actually get fucking canceled? Because you just said it's starting to gain national or international attention and... Again, we have these players actually speaking about not just the fact that they have to play 19 games in 31 days and, oh, that's fucking grueling. They're literally bringing out the words like, yo, this is not safe. This is not safe. People are going to get injured. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, again, if we take away, even if we take away the uh, the COVID aspect, right? But JT Miller was talking about how, like, yo, this is, this is just fucked up. Like, this is the NHL and we just took three weeks off. These motherfuckers that we're playing, they haven't had that. We got to play hockey against these guys. Yeah, somebody's somebody's going to get hurt. This is not too safe. If somebody actually does end up getting hurt unrelated to COVID, and we're talking a muscle injury or just a joint injury, just a fucking basic sports injury, it's going to be big news. It's going to be really big news. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, the way the schedule's laid out, there's a good chance it's going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it sounds like, again, rumors from Matt Zacharis, where a guy like Quinn Hughes got rocked really hard by this, and... You know, now he's been cleared to play, but how he's going to, how is he going to look? He's already a player that's targeted, a player that relies so much on his speed and his ability to maneuver. Like, if that's taken away from him, how is he going to look? I wonder and how, that's just one case. I wonder how the other teams feel about this. I guess. Yeah, I've, I've been really curious to hear what uh, the six other, other Canadian teams that got to play Vancouver. They got to play Vancouver. And, you know, we've brought up the word competitive a bunch of times. I mean, I'm only a, a veteran of the game, ball hockey, but it always felt strange as a competitor myself like i'm a fucking ultra competitor right it always felt strange playing a team that was just 
underwhelming or just notably missing pieces. You know what I'm saying? It's just hard to get yeah. up for those games. And, uh, yeah, I, w- again, uh, do you think it's possible? I, I I forgot about your answer already. Do you think the games can be canceled here? Like, is there a fucking chance here? I think there might be a chance. I do think there's a chance that they're, they're going to be canceled. I mean, I, it honestly depends so much on the players. I wouldn't bet my money on them being canceled. But I, I do wonder, again, if we hear from, you know, Quinn Hughes, maybe he's not the right guy, but if any of those guys on the team start speaking out saying like, yeah, the schedule is brutal. It's crazy that the league's doing to us. It's crazy that our owner's doing it to, to us. Yeah. You know, w- w- just to flip it around a bit, wouldn't it be crazy if Francesco Aquilini, and this would make him beloved in the market in a second. What if he just came out and said, you know what? This isn't worth putting our players through. Uh, yeah. We don't want to go through the, forward with the season unless the players are okay with it. You know, what What if the owner just steps out and actually says that? Like, imagine how the opinion in this market would change if Aquilini just said, look, look, we don't need the money. The player's safety is first. Like, we're not going to play unless it's safe. Well, you know, on that note, I did notice that at first, these reports of the Miller quotes and the Pearson quotes or whatever were being tweeted out by the media members. And then when I hopped on Twitter, I realized that the Vancouver Canucks actually tweeted out the quotes as well. Yeah, the organization. So that it could happen where Aquilini does step up tomorrow and say something. And again, it's twenty twenty one. I get. I guess that like money is a huge deal, and millions and millions and millions of dollars have been lost already throughout the NHL and all these other sporting leagues. And I get it, and I get it, and I get it. But fuck yo, it's twenty twenty one. Haven't we learned at this point that not much matters in life other than you know health and wellness and your fucking family. And we saw, I don't know if it was JT or Pearson. It might have been Pearson who actually brought up those other people connected to these athletes. The family members. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because wives got COVID. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this is th- this is something else. And I mean, I guess, it, would it be different in any other work environment? R- would it? Would it? Like, Honestly, would we, like, would I, we I thought be about fighting it for this? Office. Like, yeah, if, think if, about it. If my if I got COVID from my office, because you know, especially if my coworker wasn't totally following the rules, because you know, I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of people in my office don't wear a mask. It's not like high high risk, but like you should be wearing a mask in today's age. That's day crazy because in our workplace, I haven't seen one person without a mask. Yeah, it's been like that yeah. for a long time. But anyways, carry on. We're not throwing anyone under the bus. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's except except all my colleagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be out of a job by tomorrow, guys. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, if I got in my workplace, like I'd probably be pretty pissed off. And it sounded like the Canucks were a little bit pissed off with how things went with Goddad. And the Canucks yeah. Twitter sleuths were out there uh, <laughs> pointing out that guys like Horvat and Pedersen had unfollowed Goddad in social media. Yeah. And, and you listen to some of the guys like Freeman talk, and it, it sounds like, again, Goddad didn't really seem like a fit here, which is disappointing because I think there is a good chance that he didn't hit his potential this season. I don't think he might not be as productive as he was last year but I don't think he's as bad as he is right now. Um, I think, again, I I, I kind of liked him on a fourth line with like Jace Howerluck and Tyler Mott. I thought that could have been a nice, like, speedy fourth line that can get to the net. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 too bad with Goddard, uh just to trade him, for again, for nothing. But, what what uh, happened here? How did we just go into Adam Goddard talk, right? It just happens. Well, you know? We're just I talking think we're talking. talking. <laughs> I know, I know, yo, but it's uh, it's something that we will have to touch on, and I guess we got to touch on it right now. Do you believe that, that players are actually, were actually that fucking upset with Goddard that – I am putting myself in the player's shoes a bit and just thinking again, if I got in my workplace and I know the tradition came out and said like, Oh, you know, no one was really breaking the rules. It's just 
a dangerous disease. Like that was basically the trail they took. But uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. They're they're the ones in the dressing room having those conversations. I'm sure the truth comes out there somewhere. And obviously, it seems like some guys are kind of pissed about it. So I, I do think they kind of could have played a part. Uh, but again, like like we heard before, there's rumors with Goddard. He was going downhill this season. The Canucks kind of wanted to get rid of him anyways. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely think it all just plays together. Yeah, it all it all somehow comes together. I'm putting a little bit of uh, a little bit on a little bit of light. Sorry, on that note, where yeah, the the big uh, the big reason why he got traded was the fact that he was patient number zero in this outbreak for the Vancouver Canucks. Just a little bit of light, okay? Because again, he wasn't playing that well. There's been rumors for quite some time. He's not a Travis Green guy. Not a Travis Green guy. Not at all. So the trade was probably going to happen. Now, obviously, I'm not in the room and. You know, you're around older people, you know, with kids and wives and whatnot. So, you know, offense can be taken any way, to be honest. It's a pretty yeah, sensitive 100%. damn issue. Let's be honest. Let's be real. I'm just looking back at my situation with COVID-19 way, 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 way back when, when, you know, three members of our team in here got it. And I wasn't that upset. It is what it is. Like, it's unfortunate. It fucking sucks. I didn't feel as if. I didn't want to fucking be friends with them anymore because I was around them when they had it. Depends how close you are to begin with, I guess, though, right? <laughs> close? What are you talking about? We, in the studio together, man. Like, No, just, no, I mean, like, in terms of them being your friends, you know, how close you as friends. They're the homies, to. family members. Yeah, but that's oh, what I'm that's, saying, right? Oh, Maybe people in the Canucks are not feeling the same way about mm. God as you feel about uh, your teammates. Yeah, sometimes I forget about that, you know? you. Uh, I think it's easier to be really, really close in a company that has, what, six people? You know what I'm saying? Everyone loves yeah. each other, blah, blah, blah. But in a hockey team where there's like 30 people, yeah, I get it, man. I get it. You guys are also just fucking teammates and not not just friends, okay? We're uh, yeah. talking to Trevor Beck, sipping on a 40. We're just talking about the Vancouver Canucks. So many things happening and, man, oh, man, international news, this sports team, all these COVID cases, and they're forced to play, yes, forced to play hockey, once again, 19 games in 31 days. Uh, Trevor, what's the most grueling physical experience that you have ever had over a stretch? Was there was there a diet? Okay, let's talk about your wedding. Was there a was there a diet prior to your wedding that you had to follow? Uh, there wasn't a diet, but in terms of grueling uh, grueling effects on the body, like I think I drank more in the two weeks leading up to my wedding than I have. Like it, it, it honestly aged me a year. Like those two weeks before the wedding, you lost a year. <laughs> exactly wow. like and, and usually i don't usually I, you know i i'm, I'm pretty tame in my day-to-day -day life but uh yeah just the two weeks before the wedding with people in town time off work it was just uh a crazy time so yeah i had a i had a, a very liquor heavy diet uh leading up to the big day but uh so yeah that took that took a toll no physical activity though like damn you never play two hockey games over a weekend or something damn bro <laughs> No, no, I can't say Damn, I did, man. Bro. I, I, I don't you, think... were, you were there the last day, man. Like, what did we do? We, we danced, we danced, we partied in the hotel room. Had a good time. Had a good time. No, again, I'm just talking about physical activity. Like, how about... Nah, nah, nah. What if you, like, fucked? What if you had sex for, like, you know, 30 days in a row, but you you were banging, like, 90, 90 days in total? Do you think uh, that would be grueling? That would take a toll on your body, wouldn't it? Obviously not equivalent to fucking professional hockey games here. I'm just, I'm just thinking, yo, talking but to maybe Trevor that's, Maybe that's just like your workout of the day. You know, you're supposed to get your 30 to 45 minutes of exercise a day. That's true. 
Um, you know, it depends if you're doing maybe like a, like a modified push up for 45 minutes, Ooh. then maybe you're, uh, <laughs> maybe you're getting a bigger workout than you thought, but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, that, that wasn't happened for me leading up to the wedding though. Cause my, <laughs> my best friend convinced my wife to go on the celibacy streak for like two weeks leading up. So nice. it was, uh, it was pretty tough. <laughs> that, <laughs> it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough. No, th- th- this is going to be extremely tough. Okay. Kyle Bowder, Trevor Beggs have no idea what the fucking Vancouver Canucks are, are about to put their bodies through. let's be real and you know this leads to this point i mean yeah there's nhl players on this team and the best of the best on most nights play on that organization but in this case you know for sure bro you know what's happening the the team is out of it it's going to be a revolving door revolving door and like uh, the the whole competitive spirit of this team in in my opinion from my vantage point i feel as if it's watering down and that's a dangerous game to play when when that competitive spirit is again watering down and you're playing another team that's needing points ugh, this is this is not good it's not a good recipe for not just success but health again for the vancouver canucks so you could see some players be like yo what the fuck's the point get that guy in all right get that fucking seventh round pick from 2018 to play some games because i'm not doing it what's the point I, I could see that happening again a lot of new faces about to make their debuts for the Vancouver Canucks. We brought up this point, I think last week or maybe two weeks ago, like somebody's dream is about to come true because this organization in the league has failed them. Sorry, bro, one second. No, do your thing, do your thing. Take your time. I got a cold sore. I got to stress less, so I got to fucking start singing, you know? Don't worry about a thing because every little thing it's gonna be all right. I got a cold sore. And I gotta stress less. So I hope every little thing is gonna be all right. But da 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 da. All my listeners out there, I hope you uh, pray for my cold sore to uh, disappear here. Because, dude, that's not fair. I don't litter. I've said that many times. I don't litter. Okay, I don't need this cold sore. Pray for me. Trevor's back. Trevor's back. I was singing a song. Where'd you go? You so I go. totally forgot that uh, we had to sell a baby monitor, and then my buddy's knocking at the door, too. So it's, oh, I nice. was going for the baby monitor, though. I had to make that sale. Did you just make a Craigslist sale that quick? <laughs> yeah. Did you just make a Craigslist sale during 2021 and pandemic season? Aren't you scared? Damn. Well, yeah, I go to the door with my mask on, and yeah. I, you know, I sanitize, and then Ooh. I ran back in here. That's it. Game set match. That's the life we're trying to live here in 2021. Okay, I have to fucking call out Trevor Beggs there. Okay, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, talking uh, all I things think- Canucks, all things Vancouver. Uh, on that note, uh, let's let's talk about me not smoking weed again. <laughs> Why not? We talking about Vancouver, right? It's going good. It's going to be easy. I know for sure. Like it's it's not a problem. I've done it before many times, and again, I, this shit's so easy to stop smoking weed. And I'm excited to dream. I'm also very excited to dream again, okay? Because I believe yeah. when you're a pot smoker, a.k.a. a pothead like Kyle Bowen is, you don't dream as much. And if you do, they're not really memorable. And I also don't think you have the ability to play a role in your dream. But when you stop smoking that weed, I'm able to lucid dream, okay? I'm able to lucid dream. Damn. On, on impulse. Any type of dream that I'm in, post, again, not smoking weed or 
during not smoking weed, I become a character in my dream, yo. And I'm really excited for that. I wasn't able to do that last night. I had vivid dreams, but again, I wasn't able to really control any part of the dream. But I'm looking forward to uh, when that begins again. So my admiration and love for, again, dreams and lucid dreams makes this not smoking weed thing so much easier. Okay, so much easier. Yeah, I, I think that's huge, man. And I kind of had that too uh, over the past few months, being being a father and whatnot. Uh, I, I think for me, like, I think the ideal balance too is like maybe just like once, twice a week, you know? What? Uh, oh, man. Well, when, I'm, when I'm off, <laughs> come on, when Ramadan is over, I'm on, I'm on it again. I'm on it again, dude. <laughs> I just want this like one little dream break and then, uh, or a uh, dream break and then you get to go back. Well, this is, my, se- this is my second dream break of the year. Nice. Because in January, I stopped smoking weed for a month, but the Packers lost against Tom Brady and I relapsed. <laughs> I had to. I had to, yo. I had to, okay? I have to take care of myself, self-love, okay, mental health, all right? I had to do it. But again, what got me through, it didn't get me through it, but something that I look forward to just as much as, you know, smoking a joint is, again, these, these lucid dreams. And I, I was talking to my homie about this yesterday. Shout out to Williams Lake. And uh, he has, like, trouble believing me because he would be scared based on what I was telling him about my dreams, you know? Like, my dreams are interesting, yo. And again, I just fucking play a role and they can loop, you know? Sometimes I get stuck oh, in a dream and I don't care. I don't Whoa. care. I'm trying to do something and I'll end up dying or end up coming to the end of the dream. And it'll seem like I'm about to wake up, but I'm at the beginning of the dream again. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's try this again. And again, I have full control, full feel. It's a beautiful thing. The only time wow. to get scary is when it loops like 13, 14, 15 times. And you're just like, fuck, man. Like, I kind of want to wake up. But that's, that's the role you Christ. play. That's the role you play, man. The wow, scary I, one. I, I can see why you give up weed for a bit for that. Yeah, but you don't, it's cool. I, I can see why you would go right back, though, because you don't want to do that for too long. <laughs> you don't want to practice that, right? Well, there was, uh, there was this one dream where uh, Brock Lesnar was at a house party that my family was throwing. And, again, was stuck in the dream, which was cool. And the whole purpose of the dream was to beat Brock Lesnar in a fight. And it was impossible. It was impossible, bro. Obviously, it's not like me being able to lucid dream and be a character in my dream gave me superpowers. Like, it was just me, Kyle Bowen, at fucking buck 68, <laughs> fighting Brock Lesnar. And he would just beat the shit out of me. You feel all the pain, and it gets to a point where it's, like, game over. But it's not game over. You get back to the beginning of the game. You got to fight him again. What the fuck? Yeah, That's dog. torturous, man. Yeah, dog. Yeah, That's dog. torture for the mind. And there was this one. I don't know if I've told you this one. By the way, you're listening to Sippin' on a 40 Hockey Show with Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bowen, okay, on the <laughs> Nux Biscotic Network. There was this other one where people may think I'm fucked up, okay, because I enjoy nightmares now. When I was younger, nightmares, holy shit. You know, I'm running to my grandma's room, running to my parents' room, like, dude, I need to sleep with you because I, I got school in the morning, and I can't sleep in my room because this just happened. I just got murdered in my dream. But now, as I've gotten older and have experienced like levels of sleep paralysis and again lucid dreaming, I get thrilled. I, I I'm excited. I don't know why it's kind of fucked up, but there's this one case where I was in a loop cycle again, and everyone around me or everyone that I ran into was running away. Like every time I saw them, they would start running away. So I'd follow them, and when I caught up to them, they would just shatter. Like that's how they would die. They would just shatter, and that kept happening to everyone. I'm talking family members, friends, and me knowing it's a dream because. 
again, I'm lucid dreaming. I know what the fuck. I'm like, oh, this is so, this is kind of interesting. Like, what the fuck's gonna happen, right? Man, I just went along with it for a long time. It felt like days. It felt like days. And boom, you just wake up and you just, like, whoa. Again, you see, this is why I stop smoking weed every now and then. It's kind of cool, right? That's why I take these breaks. It's my second break of the year and I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah, the it's kind of cool, but it's kind of freaky at the same time, you know? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that's, that scares me a little bit. This, I, I've never lucid dreamed to that extent, that's for sure. This is what happens when you lack romance in your life, right? This is what fucking wow, gives you a thrill. that's what and it now, comes from. And oh, now, shit. since I got this damn cold sore, a.k.a. herpes, like how? because I got fucking, what? I got fucked by a ghost at night. Got Yeah, literally face-fucked by a ghost. I don't know how this happened. It wasn't here yesterday. Damn, bro. I guess I gotta, I guess it's a sign. It's a sign. Fuck Might the sex. Be, yeah. Fuck the romance. My purpose in life well, is think, to I live through like the romance lucid dreaming. Huh? <laughs> I think it's fuck the romance for this week, you know, and try again next week. Oh, man. It's, well, it's, a, it's a month. It's a month. I'm, I'm not smoking weed for a month. Oh, it's a month now. Oh, yeah, okay. 31, well, 31 days. Well, maybe you can make Sunday. the two together next week. <laughs> oh, man. You're not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not giving up romance for a month, so. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Maybe that's where I got this from, the stress, right? Maybe there's some romance going on in my life. That's a conversation for another day, okay? Trevor Banks, Kyle Bounce, sipping on a 40. Is there anything else we need to talk about with these Canucks? We, we covered a lot. Uh, I, I think one of the main things I just wanted to say is, and again, I said it before, I just really can't wait to hear the stories from these players because it's really going to shed light on the situation. And there's so many individual stories that I'm interested in hearing. And, and again, I hope it it changes the league's mind and what turns what they're doing to the Canucks. But like Travis Hammond, I want to hear what he went through you know yeah again he had a young daughter had a respiratory illness pulled out of the playoffs last year i want to hear about brandon sutter i mean tanner pearson dropped in his interview that this affected like wives pregnant wives and yeah uh, it came to be known that brandon sutter's wife's pregnant we don't know if she's the one that got COVID or not but uh, the fact of the matter is uh, a guy like sutter was going through it he was quarantining in his basement and his dad sounded pretty fucking worried so um yeah. i want to hear what he has to say you know bo horvat again young kid like i you know, Bo had his kid like a few months before me, so they're yeah. dealing with an infant. That shit scares you, man. Like even in my personal life, I've tried to be pretty, pretty careful and locked down just because you know uh, my wife's been like pregnant and then had our daughter through this. So yeah, so many stories. I just I mentioned hearing Alex Eller is actually another big one too. He's got a young family, and again, he's got one year left in the six million dollar deal. Hasn't played well this season. Uh, I, I kind of pondered it today when I was doing some writing for Daily Hive, but. You know, I, I even wonder if, like, are we seeing Alex Edler's final days as a Canuck here? Yeah, that's, and, a, that's say, a great And say question. what you will about Edler, but, again, longest tenure defense in the Canucks history. And I, I just wonder, after everything he's gone through, if he's a guy that might consider hanging it up after this. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him hanging it up if he could stay in Vancouver, if he can just stay local. Now, how much he gets paid, that's completely up to Jim Benning. Ah, oh, man, that's a... It's not. I don't think it's a tough contract to sign. I know he just went through COVID and whatnot, and has you thinking. It has you thinking about a lot of things, right? I just feel as if at his age, he still wants to play the game, and maybe not as strong as here. That probably bodes well for that new contract. But again, Jim Benning is signing that. Who the fuck knows what type of deal uh, Alex Edler is getting? The second best Canucks team man in franchise history. You you brought up Brandon Sutter too, and I know he went through a lot of things. COVID-19, he was hit hard. There's, there's no sign of the Canucks signing him and extending him. And in my opinion, that is a good thing, like a really good thing. And that's based on the play on the ice from Brandon Sutter over the years and also 
how it's a necessity for this roster to look different next year. To look different next year. So, Trevor, are the Canucks going to sign this guy? Because I've heard 50-50, and I don't get it. It should be like, yo, just get on, move really? on, move on. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell they sign Brent Sutter. And you can you can quote me on that if they, yeah. <laughs> he does, in fact, sign. But I have a really hard time seeing yeah. how he returns. He just, he's never been a good fit here from day one. And yeah. I, I guess I should say first and foremost, just, again, I, I'm concerned about him and his family and how he's going to be. But again, he's been with this <laughs> hockey course. team for... You know, five seasons now under this contract that Benning signed before he played one game with the Canucks. Wow. And he's never lived up to it. And it's, it's it won't be a story tenure in Vancouver by the time his career is done. Yeah. He's on the downswing. And yeah, the Canucks need a third line center. And I, I know I've seen it floated out there that JT Moe has been the solution for third line center or just some combination of running PD, Horvat, and Miller down the middle. No. But then you just open up a hole on your first left wing. And then you don't really have a first left wing or a second left wing. Because uh, I don't consider Pearson a top six left wing. So, yeah, uh, you're just opening up with other holes, too. So, again, I think the Canucks need to go and find a third line center this season. Uh, I've been doing the research behind uh, the closed doors. Next was Connick. I'm kind of curious who they might target. Uh, but maybe one name I'll throw out right now is is Alex Wenberg in Florida. You know, he left Columbus, had a bit of a bounce back season uh, this season in Florida on a really good team. He's making around two million a season right now. But. Uh, he's a guy who kills some penalties, get put, gives, uh, can give you some points. Uh, he's a guy maybe I like to see in Vancouver on a deal for two, three million a year. There you go. You heard it from Trevor Beck's first. Brandon Sutter not coming back. And uh, again, I think that's a really good thing. Um, I, I think I would be more harsh and be more uh, quote unquote honest if this wasn't a post COVID 19 outbreak, Brandon Sutter. But hey, it's just, it just has to happen. There has to be changes with this organization, with the players on, on the ice. Like, not everyone can come back even at cheaper fucking deals. And I'm just scared of Jim Benning signing that deal too, okay? I don't want Jim Benning oh, and signing. We, and we all are. And we <laughs> yeah, should be, like. please. Yeah, that guy should not be negotiating any fucking contracts. And I guess that leads to this last point. And here, here's Trevor and Kyle, right? Talking about the Vancouver Canucks and how the league is fucking them and how they shouldn't be playing these games. Who cares? Figure it out. This is kind of dangerous. But we're going to end on a, on a pessimistic note. Look, I'm not going to front. I, I've had trouble... Yes, a lot of trouble thinking about my life in 2022 where the Canucks are still led by Jim Benning. And it seems impossible based on the stats and the facts, but it's going to happen. How does that fit with you, okay? So, again, Jim Benning will enter his, what, his eighth year? Is, is that his eighth year as Canuck GM? Yep. And how? Again, how do you feel about that? Because it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it's, it's hard to fathom, to be honest. And it's made me think a lot about the Aquilini's recently and how much of a role they play in this. And again, from just everything we've heard, they've been so involved behind the scenes. Like, it seems like they're the one calling the shots. But, like, the one thing that keeps eating away at me is I think that I think about this is the Aquilini's hired Mike Gillis. And Mike Gillis was a very smart, um, forward-thinking general manager. So if you're the Aquilini's, like, how can you watch what Gillis did for this team and watch what Benning's done and think that the two are somehow in the same ballpark. It doesn't make any sense. Like Gillis set the standard long before, not sorry, not even long before, right before Benning was with the Vancouver Canucks and the yeah. Aquilinas have been here for all of it. So I just, I just don't know what's going through Aquilinas head right now. Um, and maybe he just likes calling the shots. Maybe he's got an ego. I have no fucking idea. He's just, he's a, he's a fan more than anything else. And that could be a dangerous thing when, if a fan is the GM, right? It's just well, led to this win now attitude. So that could be it right there. He just has more control when a guy like Jim Benning is 
the quote unquote yeah. shot caller. Ben- Benning's a better puppet than Gillis. Yeah, and it's it's not healthy. It's not healthy for obviously. If that's the case, it seems a bit into it's the you know, case, man. It's the case. It's not. It's, it's not. The, it's not. I don't think it's a crazy theory at all, man. It's not a crazy theory no. at all. I mean, there's obviously other components too. I mean, it's been well reported that the Aquilini's may not want to spend money at that position right now. So now, all I can think about is they're worth three billion dollars, man. Like seriously, go to the Aquilini. Go to Aquilini.com, and you'll see it. Like everything, they they're big in construction. They got the Canucks. You know, wineries, farms, all this shit. Like, they're come on. You tell me they can't fucking deal with Jim Benning and finding a new G- GM, yeah. you know, signing Travis Green. After like, seven years bullshit. of complete, I, yo, I wouldn't even call the last seven years of Canucks hockey. Uh, I wouldn't call the, that type of hockey mediocre. Uh, the last seven years for the Vancouver Canucks, again, have not been mediocre. They've been it's been fucking trash. It's been trash in, yeah, in most been, cases. Yeah, it's, it's been, been fucking trash and terrible, and that's not fair. To the people. So, Aquilini, I'll tell you this, right? If you're listening to this, Francesco Aquilini, right? Nux Misconduct Network, Kyle Bowen talking to you on Sipping on a 40. If you can't do it, if you can't bring out the wallet to sign a new GM, to bring someone else in, yo, we'll start a GoFundMe page. And I know there's probably better things in this world in 2021 to be, you know, organizing a a donation for, but (laughs) this city deserves better. And... That dude running the team, a professional hockey team in Vancouver, Canada, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's insanity. It really is. And I got no hope, no hope for on-eye success, sorry, for this organization. No no joke. 2022 is looking grim again, and it starts from the top. It really does in any organization. I know know it comes down to the players, right? It comes down to the players, and... At the end of the day, they got to do their jobs, blah, blah, blah. But no, that culture from the top, and it's so, it's just riddled with confusion. Confusion. That's the best word to use, confusion. It fucking pours on, pours over onto the on-ice product. And 2020, 2022, again, I don't know why that's so hard for me to say, is, uh, is looking grim, man. I'm not that excited for when hockey is going to be meaningful again in Vancouver. Not going to front. Not going to front. Yeah, and, and again, just you wonder if the players get shoved through this, like what's their long-term love for the game, right? You know, this is a game that you grow up in love, and, and what happens when you're being forced to play through difficult circumstances? That being said, no one's opted out, so it's hard to know if anyone's felt like that, but yeah, the whole thing just seems so fucked up, man. It it, it really does. Again, going against Connor McDavid, Leon Drysettle, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and you're playing at half speed with half your guys. Yeah. Um, it's it's mind-boggling. Okay, last note, last note. Uh, let's just uh, let's just put on our fantasy caps, okay? Our fantasy caps, and let's just uh, bullshit away here, okay? <laughs> let's just say your Vancouver Canucks, they go 19-0. and And let's say the Montreal Canadiens, right? Let's say they go, eh, just a little fucking under 500, blah, blah, blah. And the Canucks sneak into the playoffs because they want 19 in a row. And then they go on to win the Stanley Cup, the 2021 Stanley Cup. Would that make this version of the Vancouver Canucks the best team in all of sports of all time I think so <laughs> think about it yeah that's some Leicester City shit right now yeah maybe, dog. I should, maybe I should throw 10 bucks on the Canucks to win the cup and see what happens yo dog I put a dollar and still come out a millionaire man yeah that's uh that's quite the scenario right there I mean yeah it's the odds are stacked against them if to even be competitive so 
<laughs> 19 and 0 would be something else, man. I have no idea. 19 and 0 with a COVID riddle team and a revolving door. Cole Lynn scores about 24 goals in 19 games. He's yeah. just actually he's actually just like the next Gretzky. Hey, I'll bring up that point because you left on that note. Again, a lot of uh a lot of first-time NHLers are going to make their debut based on these unfortunate circumstances in uh in Vancouver with these professional hockey players having COVID and whatnot. And to those players, uh, and I guess, again, to the listeners, you, you really have to just keep at it. And, uh, again, you really never know how and when your dreams will come true. It's just a matter of not quitting. Real talk. It's the only thing that you can control is your discipline and, again, not quitting. The outcome is truly up in the air because who could have imagined that, right? All these kids... They dream, right? They play on their driveway. They go through the juniors. They go through the AHL. They're waiting for that call-up or whatever, right? That's what they dream of. They dream of. Uh, they, they obviously never dreamed of this and how COVID-19 led to their dreams coming true. Just uh, bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering about a lot of other people, too, uh, on the team, too. Like, not just Colin, but guys getting an opportunity, like even think, you know, Travis Boyd's on a brand new team. Jimmy Vesey, like he's trying to stay in the, in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jace Howerlock, Oli Ulevi's going to come back and get a shot. Like there's a lot of guys, Madison Bowie, Matthew Highmore, throw them in there too yeah. on new teams. There's a lot of guys. I know it's a lot of mediocre death guys are just listed, but there's a lot of guys fighting for their lives in the NHL still. So and the uh, that, that's interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, Ulevi's, and I know we might see some Rathbone action here too. It's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's been probably the most disappointing Canucks season and like you know it, it feels like that it's been it's been disappointing uh, since 2016-17 it's been a long time since I felt like this disappointed about the on ice product but just all in all it's just been a bizarre unfortunate season for the players the fans the organization and and I just told you right now 2022 is not looking any well it's going to be better because <laughs> by that yeah, point I, you know, I think, COVID-19 you know, will be around that's, hopefully that's a- but, that's uh, a long time from now. I think let's just try to okay, get okay, 2021. We'll, stay. we'll worry about 2022 later. I'm just jumping around, right? I'm just jumping around. My name Kyle Bound. That's Trevor Bag. So we just talked a lot about a lot of things. Hey, if you like the episode, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. You can listen to this podcast wherever you stream your podcast, too. You just got to subscribe to the Nux Misconduct Network. Hey, Nick Bondi dropping episodes of Power of the Towel, doing his thing. Probably one of the more underrated Canucks content creators out there. In my opinion, but hey, he's gonna be a millionaire yeah. soon. I, sec- I second that, man. Bonnie's a fucking stud. He's doing a great job on yeah, that show. Yeah, yo, this guy living life, man. This guy took a what twenty four thousand dollars from the government because a hey, rightfully so, serve money, blah blah blah, and he probably invested it in a lot of great things. That guy's a smart dude, and uh, the future is bright for Nick Bondi. Okay, the future is yeah. really bright for Nick Bondi. Where's the round of applause? Do we have one of those on deck? Yes, we do. That's for Nick Bondi. Okay. That's for Nick Bondi. That's not for Kyle Bowen. That's not for Trevor Beggs. That's not for sipping on a 40. That's for Nick Bondi. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.